Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and if you so desire, for next roughly hour or so, your Living Well Empowerment Agent. I'm here with Lilla Rue. She's already talking to us this morning. We have a really awesome topic. We'll get there in just a second. First, if you have not already joined us in the chat room, we would love to see you show up. And thank you to everybody who has hopped in. And oh my goodness, what fun can we have talking to each other behind the scenes. It's kind of a backstage thing that folks can do here on A to Zen, and it's one of my favorite features about how we roll. Um, if you are anywhere on any screen on A to Zen, there is a red bar near the top of that screen. And if you click on the word chat room, give yourself a name and come on in, you can join us. So you can also submit questions that way, or you can call us and be on the air with us if you like, and those call-in numbers are near the tops of your screen, pretty much on any screen you're in on A2Zen as well. There's a number for the U.S., for Canada, and for the U.K., and if none of those really work, we also have a Skype option. Just ring us up at a2zen.fm, and that is a, the number two, zen.fm, which I'm guessing you kind of already know if you're listening to us, so <laughs> but we would love to have you. <laughs> so it is Friday. It is Wow, December 11th, we are in the home stretch to bring this year to a, a somewhat of a something. I don't know if it's a close, if it's a redo, if it's a makeover, or what you might want to call it, but we're getting there. And wow, I'm just amazed that I've been here for a year. Last week I talked about um, my, it was my 53rd episode, so it was the beginning of year number two for me here on A2Zen. I'm so excited, I'm so grateful, and if you want to hear any of my past episodes, you can actually just go to my page on A2Zen, and you can click on the word archives, and you can listen to any of the replays at your leisure. You can also do that for any of the fabulous hosts here we have on A2Zen, another one of the features I so enjoy. So today, we are talking about something really fun and fabulous, and it is the topic of living big, bold, and blissful. And I love all three of these words. <laughs> and I just happened to meet a fabulous person named Susan Ball, who is a, a toxic relationship recovery coach. And sh this is her tagline. This is her theme. This is what she supports women to do, and her work is mostly with women, and I bet if we ask her some questions, she can also talk, speak to, to things that apply for men as well. So we're not going to leave anybody out today. We're just going to have a really good time talking about living big, bold, and blissful. Let me tell you a little bit about Susan. She is a skilled and experienced coach in NLP and NLP practitioner, as well as being a survivor of an abusive relationship herself. And she brings her intuition and her experience along with proven strategies to her work, much 
to her client's delight. Susan is a regular contributor to the Thrive, uh, excuse me, to Thrive, Live Life Fearlessly, and she dreams of living off the grid in her, I love this, her tiny recce house. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Susan Ball, and thank you for coming to play on Living Well. How are you, dear? I am very well. How are you? I am living life fearlessly. Fearless me. That's me. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so glad we connected and I'm so appreciating what you do and what you be. And let's just share this with folks today. Um, So if we are, um, wow, if you've listened, if you've not heard my show before, thank you for coming in and and joining in and listening. And um, there really, there's nothing off limits. We're going to start with this topic. And if you have questions come up, if this brings something up for you, call in or come on into the chat room and ask your question. It doesn't have to be exactly what we're talking about because sometimes the topic brings up something else that might not seem related, but it kind of sort of brings us into more awareness about the actual topic we're talking about. So nothing is off limits. And we're going to start with big, bold, and blissful. And I, I just, those are such yummy words, Susan. How did you, how did you get to those three words? Will you share a little bit about that? Well, it it actually came very organically. I was sitting down and I was thinking, one of the things that women have to do when they leave these relationships or they're thinking about it is they have to make big changes and take bold steps. So yes. big and bold is where that came from. And then I don't want women or anybody who has gone through this, whether it's a toxic parent or a friend or any of those bad, gross relationships where you've just been well, you've been shut down, turned off, and you feel that you have no worth. I want mm. them to come back to bliss, the the I absolute waking up in the morning and saying, wow, this is a freaking great day, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> I'm well, trying to watch my language. So, yeah, but you, can, I, you can watch it or not. It doesn't matter, sweetie. <laughs> okay. But I... I So many coaches out there do this, you know, oh, we're going to empower you, we're going to do happiness, we're going to do mindfulness, all of that. I want to bring it all together into bliss, just joy. Yeah, yeah. And and so you actually bring your own story into this beautiful recipe you've created. And will you, for folks who may not be familiar with you, will you give us a little bit about what you bring to the table, about your background and your personal story? Yes, I, I, I was swept off my feet and married the man of my dreams. Little did I know that he was an abusive, not, well, physically, but mostly emotionally abusive. And we had a fairy tale wedding and he did all of the things that a guy should do. Let's get married around your birthday so we can celebrate big your birthday and our anniversary. I mean, it was just complete romance. Mm-hmm. On the morning after our wedding, so after the wedding night, where we stayed in a very posh hotel in Toronto, he grabbed my hand in the car and he said to me these words that I will never forget. Now that you are my wife, you will do as you're told, when you're told, and how you're told. Are we clear? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We are clear that something is truly messed up. (laughs) Yeah. And at first, because I do kind of have a, a laughing personality and I'm always looking for a joke, right. I thought it was a good joke. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. That's really funny. However, it was not very funny. So we were married in October. 
Mm-hmm. And I had him arrested and charged in February. I was beaten, strangled wow. to blocking out, uh, forced to eat paperwork because I wouldn't change my name, um, all sorts of bad things. I lost both my children because I had to give them up to their father to get them oh, safe so I could get away. Um, and then I was thrust into the victim mentality, which is what everyone does with you. Unfortunately. Wow. Wow. And I know that we hear a lot about the word abuse is very, it's used very widespread and very frequently. And there are so many forms of abuse in this world. We are very creative beings, us silly humans. Oh, yeah. Um, So we come up with amazing ways to hurt ourselves (laughs) and each other. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm campaigning for us to get new hobbies, but um, that's a different topic. So, so however, what I, what I'm amazed by is that this is really we do this is a really a choice a lot of people make. This is really something we actually do and we create with each other, and that really is mind boggling to me in in many respects and then I also look at the way we create is really fascinating, like what you've just shared with us that I can't even imagine being in a situation like that, and at the same time, I look at what you have created since that moment and from that energy and now what you do. And I'm, I'm, I'm continuously amazed at the spirit of us that we have the capacity to choose things like horrible moments and that create horrible moments or what we could call horrible moments. I won't put a judgment on that. Um, really challenging situations, I'll say. And we can also choose to to step into something so amazing and brilliant. So I just, I would like, I'm acknowledging you for not letting victim be the winner and, and choosing to step up. And I love on your site, the three, the way you use the words big, bold, and blissful, you talk about big changes plus bold steps equals a blissful life or blissful living. I like, I like to use the ING versions of things. And so thank you for, for choosing what you chose, even, and I'm not just talking about beyond the abuse. I'm talking about thank you for for being present enough with your choices that actually created something really uncomfortable for you and that you chose to then come through that and say, you know what, I'm not letting this win and being an example of what else is possible. So thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. That made me smile. Thank you. I, I must admit it was a journey. Yeah, it was a journey and not all of it was positive. Uh, And just to give you a a bit of background and why I do what I do is that when you go through this in Canada, you go through a system and it's called victim services and you go through um, violence against women program. So everything has the word victim violence, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And you are you are encouraged through group therapy and such like that to use your victimness as an excuse for really bad behavior. Wow, that's interesting. It's very interesting because I became an alcoholic. I was wow. doing bad things with bad men wherever I could find one. I was mm-hmm. doing all kinds of things. And if somebody crossed me, I would immediately turn on the tears and say, but I'm a victim of abuse. Isn't that interesting? So yes. really it's kind of, it, there's sort of this built-in mechanism that actually perpetuates the energy of victim rather than making a different choice to to get beyond that. 
So what began to turn that around for you? I ran it. This is a very true story. I ran into an old friend that I had, a family friend that I hadn't seen in, oh, let's go with 10 years. Ran into her on the street. We decided to have lunch. And she said to me, what's new? And I started to tell my story mm-hmm. of what happened. And I was a victim and blah, blah, blah. And she started to huff and puff and sigh and roll her eyes. And then she looked at me and she said, well, you know what? That's a really boring freaking story. Wow. And my first reaction was, you bitch. Right. <laughs> like, that's my story. And I'm keeping it. Right. <laughs> How dare you? And we and she said, now that I've woken you up, she said, I want to point something out to you. You were a victim while you were there. You were a victor the moment you took a step outside. Mm. And I went, Oh. Well that means I gotta change my story. I gotta think about that. <laughs> and I well, because I, I had become very accustomed to be a victim and people were very they they did things for me. They they pussyfooted around me. I could cry when I wanted to. I could be a mean-spirited woman when I wanted to be. All of those things. But I started to think about this. And she said to me, as long as you're living that story, as long as you're doing that, you are not allowing any other story to get in. You're not allowing anything else to happen. You're letting him control your life and what you do and all of those things. That was the turnaround. I love that point. I love that point, that as long as you're staying in the victim, as long as that's what you're choosing, the energy of that, however you're choosing it, because it shows up really interestingly for different people, you're letting the other person have the control. That's so right. You really are out of control. And are, are, do you find that a lot of the people you work with are really shocked at that? when they Do they come to that awareness or... or when they get to that awareness, what what goes on for a lot of the people you work with? A lot of the people I work with are tired of being a victim. Oh, tired mm-hmm. of being a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's where they need to be to work with me. They have to be at that mm-hmm. point where being a victim is now boring. Mm. Yeah. And it's not getting, it's not moving them forward. So I want women to let go of their victim story and embrace their thriver story, that blissful story, the person that they truly are. The one that got squashed, she needs Mm -hmm. to bloom. In order to bloom, she's got to let go of that other story. Mm -hmm. And So this is fascinating to me. There is a fascination that we do have huge numbers of women. There are a lot of men who are in abusive relationships, so I don't say this to exclude them. I am really intrigued with, there does seem to be, from everything I've seen, there does seem to be more times that there are women who choose this, who choose to be on the receiving end of violence. And do you find something, have you noticed something as you have worked, because you do work predominantly with women, correct? Yeah. Okay. I do know what the underlying reason is. Okay, I, I, I'm curious, what, is, what have you seen? What are the dynamics you've noticed? Will you talk a little bit about that? It's a lack of self-worth. I okay. always thought, and, and this is personally applies to me as well, and when you mm-hmm. dig around in women, with women's lives and such when you're working with them, I always thought I was very self-confident, um, uh, what's the word, um, looked after myself, could care for myself, all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I thought mm-hmm. that was me. What I didn't realize was it, a lot of it was fake. 
and there was a, really? a hurt, yeah, there was a hurt little girl in there. And these men, somehow they know how to work it. Hmm. They, they know how to get there and they know how to feed that hurt little person and give you all the things you didn't have. So for me, the idea of having a home, I never had a home. When I was a little girl and I was telling him this story, and this is the truth, I went to 24 wow. primary schools. Wow. We moved around continuously. My mother and father broke up. They got back together. They broke up. So he got that story, and he came to me one day, and he said, I bought you a home. Oh, my. <laughs> a home. For me and my two girls, I was a single mom. To me, that was like, what I didn't realize was that home was two and a half hours away from where I grew up. So he was actually um, moving me away from my family and friends, isolating me. Step one. Mm-hmm. By, that's in retrospect. Me, I was just so excited. I had a big home. Mm-hmm. So they listen to what you're saying, they listen to how you're talking, and then they pinpoint all the things that you need to heal. Mm-hmm. And then they create situations where you think you're protected and loved and warm and secure and all the things you thought you were missing. They take away your money, they make sure you're completely dependent mm-hmm. and isolated. So, so it's, this is interesting. Okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> it's self-worth. It's self-worth. So I grew up and I thought, oh, I'm independent. I'm all of those things. I left my parents behind. Who cares? I had a crappy childhood. I'm over it. Right. I wasn't. So were you saying, I wasn't. Could, could, could we say you were, you were kind of following what you thought you were supposed to be doing, like ticking off boxes? And I don't mean that in That's a disrespectful right. way. Um, no, it's exactly true, right. Keisha. You go through and people say to you, and as you're going through this, well, you're supposed to do this. You should be doing this. Right. Oh, okay. That makes right. sense. I'll get married. I'll have kids. That'll, that'll help. It, it did doesn't not. really make sense, though. In hindsight, like, or in retrospect, does it really make sense? That's part of what fascinates me. Like, how does it, how do we let ourselves get to the point that it actually makes sense to, to go into this sort of like, invention of what really based on what it looks like like and and have any that we get to the point that we have some expectation that that is going to be fulfilling or that that is like well in some cases that that's even who we truly are do you did you have some of that yes i had yeah if i look backwards like one of the questions that i like to ask a lot of my clients is Mm -hmm. what would you if you were 20 what would you do differently because 20 is kind of the, the area, the age mm-hmm. where we make choices based on what people tell us we should be doing. And that other part of us, the, the part that wants to do something, that has mm-hmm. a dream, that wants to move forward, dies. That's the, the, the time in our lives when that happens. Wow. People start to talk to us. They put the earworm in. You're an adult now. You should be doing this. Get a job, blah, blah, blah. My goal when I was growing up and it was all nasty, the one thing that I loved was travel. I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. And people said to me, you can't do that. It costs money. That's, you're just running away. You can't run away, blah, blah, blah. But in retrospect, I needed to run away. I needed to run away and be alone and heal. Wow. wow. And I did it. Okay. 
So we have there's a lot of really fun things like <laughs> popping in my universe. We're at a we're at our first commercial and I would like to go ahead and take our break and then when we come back I would really like to dive into what you have seen with how quickly and how willingly so many people and in this case for today's conversation we're going to talk about primarily women but how so many people are so quickly willing to just give themselves up and give their power over. Um, so you are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I'm talking today with Susan Ball. We're having a fabulous conversation about getting to be choosing and living big, bold, and blissful, and we're going to talk more about that right after the break. Thanks, folks. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on a2zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, your host, and today I am visiting with Susan Ball, who is a she refers to herself as a toxic relationship recovery coach, and we're talking about some of those different varieties of toxic relationships. And, wow, we have had some juicy stuff in the first segment, and it brought us to the place, Susan, right before break, where I began to have a curiosity about what is it 
that, and, and I'm not looking for a specific answer. I'm just, what is your awareness as you have worked with women over the years that so easily makes us give up on us, give ourselves away? And I know you talked about self-worth. I know you talked about um, your experiences with that and, and some of your the things you're seeing with your clients. And really, what do you see that a lot of people, is there a, something in common that a lot of the folks you work with uh, that seems to be the thing that they that once it kind of engages or triggers that they just so willingly hand the control of their life over to someone else. Do you notice a particular thing around self worth? Like, is it money? Is it a house? Like, because you were talking about what what popped for you, but what do you see in your practice? That people don't truly love themselves. They're not authentic. They mm. don't love themselves. They mm-hmm. have faults and people feed on that so for example um people say oh you know when i got married for the first time i come from a a, an italian family i was older getting married for the first time and it was creating all kinds of problems Mm -hmm. and i remember my aunt (laughs) saying to me with my mom sitting me down and saying you have been seeing steven for two years Marry him because you're not going to get anybody better than him. He's reliable. He has a job. He has all of this. Oh, boy. Wow. (laughs) So when I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, that's kind of cool. That's true. Why not? Mm -hmm. But I wasn't looking after me. See, there's a thing in society that I'm discovering and talking to women, and they all go through it, where if you stand up for yourself, and you say, I love me, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take care of me, that you're selfish, that you're um, exactly Mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to be that way. Unfortunately, they're giving themselves away. You're just giving yourself away. There's nothing wrong with sharing your life if you're sharing it with somebody who shares your values and your goals and your love of life. And, yes, you can have differences. Of course you can. Mm Mm-hmm. But you have to have, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself first, like truly, deeply be in love with yourself, so far in love with yourself that you, like, I'll give you an example. When you go out on a date, if you don't love yourself, if you're not in love with yourself, you go out on a date and you're sitting across from the fellow or the girl or whoever you're dating, and you look at and you're thinking to yourself, does he like my hair? Is my dress the right color? Does he think what I said was stupid? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. If you love yourself, you go out on a date and you're looking at him or her and you're thinking, I wonder if he would be a good partner if we've traveled here. Would he be fun? Would he be willing to try other things? Does he? You're looking at him and wondering if he fits in with you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful point. Completely yeah, I, different. Like I think a lot of – I kind of get a sense that a lot of us, we – we think, and I'm doing air quotes <laughs> there, that we do love ourselves. And then when a relationship opportunity or possibility comes along, like all of those, it, there's so much unconsciousness at work in our lives based on what I have seen and, and the people I've played with so far as well. Um, there's so much that we kind of put away, like we put it out of our own sight. And then when that, those energies begin to bubble that are often associated with relationship or the possibilities of relationship. It's as though we, we will not let ourselves really look at that 
and and I really what you said earlier really kind of hit it on the head for me about if you acknowledge that then you have to take you have to be the one making the executive decisions for you and and there's this really strange dynamic that's in play that if we are choosing that as you said we're being selfish and or we're ruining our chances at having a that's life because we somehow yeah we there's this insane point of view that the only way we can have a life is if we do this, 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 and this, and for many people, that looked like being married. And there's a pattern that society yeah. dictates. And if yeah. you don't fit into that pattern, you're going to be lonely. And an old spinster lady who has cats <laughs> and all of these terrible labels. Well, it's true. And they put this. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this fear, absolute uh-huh. fear that you're going to be 70 years old sitting alone with a house full of cats and being on, you know, hoarders, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so get married and that absolutely won't happen, folks. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. So. Because <laughs> I'm not making it so significant that we'd be married. And what I, what I am very much aware of is that for a lot of people, it is very significant. It is the marker of whether you have grown up right and chosen right and been right and doing right. And, and this is a weird thing to me. And I know this happens for both men and women is that I have to get married. I have to get married. I have to get married. And, and have children. Oh, and that, yes, we must bring other innocent bystanders into the mix, although I have different points of view about it. I'm, I'm very aware that for so many of the people I've met, there's actually an awareness that we came here to play. So um, I do acknowledge that our our kids, including me, when I was a kid, I actually kind of showed up because I really chose that. And what that creates, it's like we – Every day is a whole new set of possibilities to have a di- to make a different choice, to choose something different, to see life different, and and that is it. Sounds like that is really where you come in is when someone is ready to make the choice of different of something to to be choosing different. That here That's you right. are to offer tools and and possibilities to play with, and um and part of brought up this some of this question for me we had a question in the chat room around um did you they were asking you susan if you had a hint or a red flag or any type of sensation or awareness in at that moment in the car when your then husband said that um that you totally did not acknowledge i my immediate reaction was i thought he was joking then i looked in his eyes and i realized he wasn't freaking joking mm-hmm. and my very first intuition, gut instinct, was to open the door of the vehicle, get out, and run. Mm. And for some reason, for all of those reasons we've just talked about, this right. was my second right. marriage. I had a house for the children. Yeah. I had all of these things that was yeah. ex- all the shoulds yeah. that people had put yeah. upon me yeah. stopped me. Now, and if I had it to I... do over again, I wouldn't exactly. have stayed in that car. I would have said, exactly. are you out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> you freak. <laughs> for many of us, we have, we can actually, and sometimes it's it's much to our chagrin, like we don't want to acknowledge that even in that moment, 
and I, I see a lot of people that like you can ask them even before their wedding ceremony, you know, you'll say, when did you know the relationship was over? That's a, a common question that I use. Um, or when did you, when was your aware, what was your awareness at this point? And we can so quickly tap into that we, we actually knew that. And then when we look at what we actually chose, because I've done my share of that. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't choose for me in those moments to honor me. Um, and I am just amazed with the fact that we can actually do that. And I get that part of it for me has been I just did not want to acknowledge that people would actually choose to be unkind to other people in this world. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine my, I was setting myself up for some disappointment there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what now do you um do you play with well okay let, let's keep going so when we move into the space of being ready to choose something different regardless of what gets us there we as i said in the beginning of the show we're master creators and we're very really 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 talented at creating scenarios in an, in our lives to provide the pressure to get us to change something that really isn't working for us. Um, so when you find when women call you and they are there at that space, what's the first thing you ask or what's the first thing you do? The very first thing that I ask them is, are they ready to accept that what happened happened and there is no answer to the question why? I love that. Say that again, would you? <laughs> uh, my very first question to them is, are you ready to accept that what happened happened and there is no qu answer to the question why? You have to shut off and shut up why. It doesn't matter if you sit down for the rest of your life and, and say he did this because he was a this or that, or he ha didn't have dinner, or he didn't have breakfast, or I was ugly that day, and I didn't do it. You can make all the excuses. For why? The only answer to a why question is an excuse. That's the first part of it. And there is no why, because the only why is that he's a big, fat dick. That's it. That's <laughs> and that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. And like, he chose it. Are you willing to acknowledge that people will choose that? Yeah? That's it's, right. As long as you're not willing, this is what I'm finding, and I'm loving that this is, well, I'm not loving that this is the way it is. I'm just loving having the awareness. It gives me so much more of my choice. And it is that as long as you are not willing to acknowledge something in your life, in your body, in your business, in your relationship, anywhere for you, you put yourself at the effect of that energy that That's person right. that experience and it so fascinates me that energy works that way time and time again i see this proof itself and um and we had a question in the chat room that i would like to for for all of you who would like to do this uh there's an, a really interesting thing and this is part of how i play with energy too is over how many lifetimes and i wonder if you had an awareness of this too susan over over how many did you get a sense like this is a pattern that went way beyond this existence for you? Like this was something that you'd been choosing and doing and trying to play, I'll say the word victim or pathetic. Um, and and that you I was a pathetic victim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I had to, I had to. That's totally, um, we do create that, you know. 
Um, did you get a sense I of did this pattern have, that was just so deep? Yes, I did have that awareness. I, cool. I And I kept thinking to myself, I don't, I want to be, first of all, happy. So I had to define happy. This is a big part of the work that I do with people is defining mm-hmm. happy. Because mm-hmm. people will come to me and they'll say, I want to be happy. I don't want to be this way anymore. Okay, but what does happy mean to you? I love that point. Yes. Because happy is different for Keisha and happy is different mm-hmm. for Susan and it's different mm-hmm. for Rhonda and it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you must sit down and really think about what does happy mean to you. Now, it's going to change. It's a, I want it to be vibrant and alive. I want your happy to be vibrant and alive and grow with you. Mm-hmm. Not a static wow. yes, yes. thing. Because happy is not a fixed point. And I think that's where we trip ourselves up largely is we get to this, we buy other people's definition of happy first, and then we we create that as some type of destination. And then like, That's okay, right. so when you become happy, then what? Do you just like freeze frame and save it in a, you know, computer drive or something? Well, how many like, times have you heard people say, I'll be happy when this happens, or I'll be happy exactly. when this happens, or I'll be happy. So they keep putting happy, happy is associated with the event. Mm-hmm. So when I have the big wedding or I meet the perfect man or I meet the whatever, I'm right. going to be happy. If I get the promotion, I'll be happy. But that's wow. not happiness. Happiness has got nothing to do with those things. Nothing. I'm so glad you're saying that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's not. It's got no, And when you realize that, when you step away from all the people and all the shoulds uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, all the people telling you you should do this, that irks me more than anything. Oh yeah. You should do this. <laughs> but 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 I'm I'm very healthy now so I just give people a really weird look when they tell me I should do something like right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I should and I wonder what else is possible. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going with the whatever else is possible thing. Exactly. So, I forget what my wow. point was now. But yes, well, people think that happy comes with after they uh, accomplish yes. all of those shoulds that right. other people are telling them. They never look right. within themselves to say, does this make me happy? Will this make yeah. me happy? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of this cycle that we create. We, we're, we're looking for happy. And when we combine that with this, if we're buying into that we don't have our worthiness intact as we are and and that we're not simply amazing just the way we are, um, we do kind of create that spin cycle of uh, I'm looking for it, I find it, it's fleeting, and then I go into this sort of depression and, oh, I failed, I fucked up. Now I'm looking for it, oh, I found it, and now, oh, I did something and it it went wrong, and now I failed, and I'm a mess, I'm miserable, and it's, it's just, so, okay, so every time we've been willing to choose that, what if, for all of you who are listening, what if, would you just be willing to let go of any commitments you have had to keeping yourself miserable, to keeping yourself outside of your knowing, to keeping yourself from creating the amazing life you came here to create, and we're going to talk more about that, the possibilities of that with Susan in just a minute. Would you be willing to choose beyond anything you've ever chosen before? And would you actually be willing to choose you? I'm asking every single listener, would you actually be willing to choose you now? 
Yeah. That's right. And that's one of the big questions I ask my clients. Are you ready awesome. to choose you? Awesome. And that is a perfect place. I would really like for folks to um, take a few minutes and I'm inviting you to ask yourself that question, even if you've already begun to chose you. And I would like for you to play with what would choosing more of me look like now? Um, so, Susan, we're going to take our next break. And when we come back, I, first I want to let folks know how to play with you. And I would like to dive straight into Big, Bold, and Blissful. Um, now that we've like looked at all the things that we, can, that we create that don't work, let's talk about some things that actually can work for us. So, you are listening to Living Well on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and I'm here with the amazing Susan Ball. We're having a blast talking about Big, Bold, and Blissful, and we'll do more of that right after the break. Thanks, folks. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, in the UK at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on a2zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and I am talking today with Susan Ball. We're having a blast talking about living big, bold, and blissful. And if you're just joining us, we've had some fabulous conversation about all of those reasons and justifications that we might choose to not be big, bold, and blissful, or living that 
those energies. And now, uh, we just before the break, we came to this beautiful question about what would it be like to choose more of me today? And, and that is what you were saying, Susan, is that's what you desire and you target creating with your clients as well. It's choosing different. And so for so many of us, that actually is choosing for us. Like so many people have actually not been doing that in their life. So first I want to take a few seconds and let folks know how, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they would like to play more with Susan Ball? Well, they can, they can go to my website and schedule a discovery call. Or they can call me. So my website is www.susanball.ca, as in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody bought .com and wanted me to pay $1,700. No. <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to. Um, <laughs> or they can email me at susan at susanball.ca. Or they can call me. Yeah. At and, 902-660-2701. Perfect. And we do have, for all of you listening, we do have uh, the link on the replay page as well. So if you just scroll down, you can actually click on it. We've made it really easy for you. Um, and you can find out more about playing with Susan. So, Susan, do you – what what – Let's talk about big, bold, and blissful, getting people to the, the space where they are willing to make that different choice. What do you find is um, a motivator for a lot of people? What what kind of, like, because I'm, I'm guessing, and I am guessing, um, I get the sense, actually, that a lot of people choose to knock on your door or ring your phone when they've just had enough. Uh, and I love your first question to them about letting go of why. And so what is the next thing that you do? Do you find a lot of people are resistant to let go of why? Or or do you have some tools that you kind of get them beyond that and into some different creation? I <laughs> Sometimes people find it difficult to let go of why. They really do, but we work. We I work completely differently. I take. I don't even go down that path. Cool. That's mm-hmm. the first question. We don't go down that path. What I go into is personal empowerment and personal vision work, mm-hmm. and then we do values work. Because one of the things that a lot of people are completely unaware of is what they value in life. And if you aren't living your values, you are not living happy or blissfully. And you can't Beautiful. say no if you don't know what you value. I love that. So, for that. example, <laughs> but it's true. I value freedom above all else. Yes. So if somebody says to me, do you want to babysit on Saturday night? My first thing is, does that work with my goal, my value of freedom? Uh, no. So, no thanks. Wow. It's very easy to say. So some people value family. Some people value laughter. Some people value honesty. It's not a true value, by the way, and that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but values is part of it, and that is a very critical piece of work, and it takes a long time to get there to really understand what you value. And, again, it's another living document. You, re- you go after it every year because you change. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the other thing that we – the other thing that I work on is self-esteem and self-worth. And we start off with personal power statements. And they are all start with I am, I can, and I will. Mm, and every day, twice a day, my clients write in their journal 
three statements that start out with I am, I can, or I will. And that starts to build up what they know about themselves because a lot of times, especially if they've been in an emotionally abusive situation for a long time, they don't even know who the hell they are anymore. Yeah, great point. So sometimes it'll start out as simple as, I am Susan, I can drive. I Mm. will drive to the grocery store. That starts wow. their independence. That starts their journey. It can be as simple as that. That's for somebody who's been in an extreme situation. Mm-hmm. Other people start off in a different place, but that's where you start. I love that. Wow. We and start there. Then, sorry. Then yeah. I work on play. I work on play a lot ah. because we are told not to play, that life is serious. It's serious. Mm-hmm. You have to adult. <laughs> Who wants to add all? That's not fun. Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> I know. I have a 30-year-old daughter, and she'll say to me, Mom, I don't want to add all. And I'll say, don't. Like, go and do something. Like, <laughs> right. Like syndrome. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, forget that. So we schedule playtime, and we schedule into their calendar. Uh-huh. And playtime is what they want to do for playtime, not what I want to do. Wow. So some people like to go and sit in a park for five minutes and watch people go by. Some people like to swing on the swings. Some people like to take a walk. It doesn't matter. I want it scheduled in your calendar. Mm-hmm. That date with That's you. A great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's your date with you. You And if you stand yourself up, you're telling me you're not very important to you. Wow. You know, and that's fascinating. It's like when, until and unless we are truly willing to be there for ourselves, we aren't, I just so get the energy of like what plays out that follows that energy. If you're not willing to be there for you, and I don't say this as like, Mm, this is not about a cause and effect. I just am looking at the way energy behaves, and I'm so fascinated by this continually um, that if I'm not willing to be there, if I'm not willing to have my back, if I'm not willing to make the choices for me and to choose more for me, I'm not being drawn to the people who are going to celebrate that with me and 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 contribute to that with me. And, that is spot that, on. Yeah, that is something that amazes me is that is simply how energy behaves. Um, so do you, do you, um, what is something Every that time has surprised you, you with that? With What has surprised me about that is when women come to me and I say to them, every time you let yourself down, every time you disappoint yourself by not showing up to your date in your calendar, mm-hmm. you're allowing another person to do exactly that to you. Great point. Every time. And that's the kind of people you're drawing in because you don't respect yourself enough to show up. Mm -hmm. Your expectations of other people are exactly the same. So to change Mm -hmm. your expectations, you have to change how you're treating yourself. Wow. Yes. And, oh, gosh, there's so many squirrels. Wow. Energy's like... (laughs) (laughs) So what's a new question I could be asking? Huh? Um... Yeah, it, well, okay, so, like, 
like I know that we minimalize. Like, oh, well, I'll just I, – I was going to take myself to coffee, but I'm going to get this something done because I have this deadline. It's like even the those things that seem little, that actually adds up. And do you see that people – like, is that something you have to bring to people's attention as well? Yeah. Like the, and the, the little thing, things do one count. Of the, yes. And one of the things that we start out with is accountability to me. Mm. You're accountable to me. Mm-hmm. And I had one particular client, and I'll tell you a quick little story, and she kept coming in with her little journal and saying, well, I couldn't do that, and I couldn't do that because of this and this and this and this and this. So one day she had her appointment, and I didn't show up. Oh. And she said, <laughs> that wasn't very nice. And I said, but that's how you treat yourself. So I thought that's that was okay with you. Wow. Excellent. Tool. That was our <laughs> aha morning moment. Fabulous teaching. Yes. 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 Now, it's, some people, wow. but it, she, she smiled. She, uh-huh. she called me a name. <laughs> she said, I get it. I get it. I said, if you want to attract different behavior, you have to embody that behavior. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, it's so perfect that you say that and, and, because we do, we talk about on this show the W E A L. It's one of the word. It's a root of the word wealth. It has some other definitions. And also, for me, there's an acronym to it of the willingness to embody abundant living. And I'm finding more and more that that does begin with the willingness to be there for you, to be present with yourself and for yourself. So how cool that we have so many ways that we can apply that. And there's no wrong way to do it. Um, nope. There's there's always great questions to keep asking. So we're down to our last roughly 30 seconds or so. Is there any? Oh my, this went by so fast. (laughs) I know. And thank you so much for coming to play. And do you have any, any words you'd like to leave our listeners with today for posterity? (laughs) I would like to say that as long as you are busy keeping someone out, you have, you're, you can't let something else in. So stop thinking about him and keeping him out. Start thinking about what you want to let in. Mm -hmm. And And you might just be amazed at what starts to show up. (laughs) That's right. And treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you, period, end of story. Wow. Susan, it has been a true delight to get to visit with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up in the world. And what would it take to be living big, bold, and blissful for you, everybody, right now, with total ease? <laughs> Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about what are you asking for. So in the meantime, take care of you. Bye, folks. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. Thank you bye. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?